Hi guys, before this week's episode, we want to take some time out to acknowledge the victims of mass shootings that have happened in the past weeks. On May 15th, 10 people were killed and another three wounded when a mass shooting erupted at a supermarket in Buffalo, New York. Um, The authorities alleged it's a racially motivated hate crime carried out by a heavily armed white teenager who fired a barrage of 50 shots outside and inside the supermarket. Their names were... Roberta, Margus, Andre, Aaron, Geraldine, Celestine, Hayward, Catherine, Pearl, Ruth, and those are the people that was impacted or that lost their lives in Buffalo. Not long after the Buffalo shooting, 21 people, including 19 children, Mm. were killed on May 24th by a gunman at Robb Elementary School in Texas. Their names were? Alexandria, Alethea, Amory, Annabelle, Eliana, Ellie, Eva, Irma, Jackie, Jayla, Jace, Jose, Layla, Makina, Mate, Miranda, Nevea, Rogelio, Tess, Uzziah, Xavier, and those were the names for the shooting in Texas. We just want to take a moment of silence to acknowledge these tragedies before we get into the next episode. tell me what to do then you can tell me what to do but if you can't tell me what to do you can't tell me what to do hello everyone and welcome to definition of a woman there's levels to this shit we are your hosts i'm nadia michelle and danielle y'all you know what (laughs) i want to start by asking people while we're starting our our um, wellness series, a few of our episodes, how are you handling your stress? Now, you were stressed last week. I know. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I'm still stressed, this? but <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to grab a hold of it and shake it. You know what I'm saying? But no, um, I'm doing better. I'm trying to, like, I guess coping a little better with certain things, mm-hmm. so... Uh, again, my best friend gets a lot of venting, so so shout out to the best friend, honey. <laughs> but um, I'm doing good. What about you guys? I'm doing well, good. Well, before we go you? to me, I want to know what you're doing to cope with oh, it. Oh, that's good. What are, This week, what's uh, one of the things that helped to yes, be a little I, better not, than last right. week? This week, I think I, I decided to say I'm going to go a little harder on my workouts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good, so I definitely helps. have gone mm-hmm. harder on my workouts. I do take my uh, walks. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I got to get away from the computer. <laughs> Or I'm going to lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, me having, like, my venting sessions, that always helps me out, in all honesty. Truthfully, it always helps me out. It makes me feel a lot better. And then I come here and kiki with y'all, and then I have a good time. So. <laughs> That's Love good. It. Those yeah. are good ones. What about you, Danielle? I'm stressed right now. 
as uh, we speak right <laughs> now. You know what? I notice I always get really stressed out when I'm like rushing. Yeah. Like I feel like I don't have enough time mm-hmm. and I'm always like that. And I know my blood pressure is high because then I start <laughs> to get headaches, you know, like yeah. things start to happen. And then, you know, I get, you know, road rage and then people are cussing at me. I'm cussing at them, you know. <laughs> and, you know, I just, you know, I don't want to get shy out here, but I mean, it's like a spiral. So, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I think them they cussing at me. (laughs) We just cussing. Just so you know, that happened twice on my way here today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you know, but you know, like Nadia said, once I get here Mm -hmm. and you know, talking and laughing, I feel a lot better. Humor is always good. It is. Yes, a good laugh will relieve. Mm -hmm. Sure, I get stressed too when I'm when I'm rushing. I've started like with the kids in the morning, like waking up way early, Mm -hmm. so I'm not fussing at them for something that I know they're gonna do. They're going right. to be slow to get mm-hmm. up. They're going to be slow to clean up. They're going to put on something that I don't think matches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are things that I know. You know, of course, who, we can't handle, you know, traffic if we're doing, mm-hmm. like, all those things. But, yeah, I'll be trying to make it so I'm not stressing. Like, I ain't the cause of my stress. So if I'm mad, then I can be mad at somebody else. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Good point. Right. <laughs> out for self still. In the midst of coping mechanisms, I'm out for self. Hey, hey, you got to do what you got to do. do. what you got to do. I got to release my stress, not yours, so. One way or another. <laughs> Now, hopefully it'll work out in everybody's favor, but if it does not, hey, I've done my part for I've myself. Done it. <laughs> so this week, um, we actually I'm just gonna have us jump right into the definitions, and then we'll follow up with some little tidbits. So we're gonna go with Webster's version first. Okay, so we're talking about generational curses, their existence, the impact, and how to break them. So for the generational curse uh, for the Websters, or I'm gonna say it's, it actually wasn't Webster because you know Webster yeah. don't kind of trolley into too much of what they feel is like religious or two worded you know so um, don't worry about the source but I got got you though Um, a generational curse is a habit or behavior that has been passed from one generation to the next generational consequences meaning that is what's passed down is not a curse in the sense of that God is cursing the family line. What is passed down is the consequence of sinful actions and behavior. Thus, a generational curse is really a function of sowing and reaping passed down from one generation to the next. That's actually really insightful. I did. I I like that. So that's why I was like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and go with this one. I like that. Yeah. What Urban Dictionary giving us? <laughs> I feel like it's a lot this week. I feel like it's a lot. I'm ready. Let's get it. It has two, okay? Oh, yes. <laughs> First one, a phenomenon where a generation of humans makes the same crippling decisions <laughs> as the generation before them. Examples include having kids because your parents, aunts, uncles, and most everyone else in your family had them, most likely at an early age, oh, the shade. Okay. thus minimizing their chance to live a life they actually wanted and now are living a life to serve their offspring. Mm. And your parents are pressuring you for grandchildren, <laughs> even though you are barely making ends meet for yourself. What with working full-time and being a full-time student. That, that was true. personal. That was, that was personal. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever wrote that. Whoever wrote that. Whoever wrote that. Wrote that from from it, it completely Writing from a soul. From Example. Time. Okay. So, number two, not saving for a retirement rainy day. Instead, you spend your money on a new pair of shoes every month, clothes, Amazon, eBay, and thinking... Uh, paying $2,600 for a one-bedroom apartment for the rest of your life is okay. When you find yourself unemployed and broke, you lame... 
everyone, you blame. That's what they meant. You blame everyone but yourself. Example. <laughs> Sean just can't stop having kids. Mm. 28 years old and already has four kids with three different women. This generational curse is going to leave him just like his dad, mm. living oh. paycheck to paycheck, making just enough to get by, trying to feed a small army of his offspring. Not the small Ooh. army. Yeah. Yikes. Urban so got so personal. They got real personal. So who, is Sean? So because who is Sean? Who is Sean? They're telling all they, they tell of his dad. I know Sean. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Well, I might not know that Sean, but I know, I know. a Sean. Okay, I Sean. Sean okay. Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that was <laughs> Urban Dictionary making up for lost time for some of the past ones because that really was a lot. Are. Exactly. <laughs> they was venting for real. All right, so I'm going to bring this full circle before we jump into our thoughts. Um, parents strive to make sure that they're, uh, that the life they lead will help their children live a better one. Children practice what they have learned on their own and what they have gathered from generations before them. This is not automatically a terrible thing. However, how does this align with where you are in your own life? Mm-hmm. The lessons you were taught when you were younger can be a guide for you later in life. If you want to see the trajectory of where your family will end up, look, looking back often paints a clear picture. Definitely agree with that. Yes. Know your history. Um, Generational curses are passed down through the actions of our parents and our experiences, but they're also passed down through story. Mm -hmm. We can all remember the stories we were told growing up and the explanations we were given. Some will remember the way they were treated. Those are all lessons we take with us into our adult lives. Some of those practices and stories are not necessarily the best to take with us, so what do we do when we weren't taught anything better? These types of stories keep keep us connected to our past by causing us to act in certain ways. Our actions, especially if they are repeated actions, can create roots that become embedded even deeper than the original story. So that's a little full circle about generational curses and how they um, move and what they mean. And, you know, they're not always actions or what you see. They can also be what you hear or how you were how you were um, treated, right? right. Mm-hmm. So the first question that we are going to answer is, do you believe in generational curses? And we'll start with you, Danielle. Um, gosh, you know, it's actually a hard question because I can see how they exist. Mm-hmm. But then I also believe in God. Mm-hmm. And so does my belief in God keep me from believing in curses? Mm. Hmm. Yes, because either God is or he isn't to me. Mm-hmm. So if God is, is there such thing as a curse? That's how I look at it. However, I can see the history mm-hmm. in my family of certain behaviors and uh, practices and, you know, just things that have gone on in my family <laughs> that seem to repeat themselves, you yeah. know, from generation to generation. So. That's a good point. I like that that perspective. What about you, Nadia? Um, so as far as a generational curse, I would say like if utilizing the like the dic- the definition that I gave earlier, mm-hmm. as far as like not to look at it as like a generational curse, but a generational consequence, then yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because you know we all do things, and Unfortunately, there's consequences with right. all our actions, good or bad, right? Uh-huh. So if that's the case, then I'm like, yeah, wholeheartedly. And even in, and not to get 
like religious or anything like that because like the the whole purpose of the topic is not it honestly we we didn't create it to be based around mm-hmm. like the religion mm-hmm. aspect of it um but unfortunately you know or fortunately I should say religion does kind of tie into I mean yeah tie into it a, a little bit mm-hmm. um I believe in God wholeheartedly but I also believe that you know just because my belief in God doesn't mean that a curse is not there cuz everybody else doesn't have you know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. same belief system or whatever the case is. So there are some like that have no belief or no foundation. So I I think ultimately certain choices and decisions are going to like weigh heavy on their family on a continuous basis. And it may not. And some people could look at it and say maybe not because of, um, you know, um, the whole religion aspect mm-hmm. of it. But if you look at it in in consequence form, I think for sure. Because if I do shit, shit gonna come back, right? Right. So right. yeah, you know what I mean. I think I I do I do believe in curses though. Like I I believe I believe that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I think I do when we talk about generational curses. Look at it more of kind of how you mentioned, mm-hmm. and I think something else that we read previously mentioned like reaping. I think that was yours. Reaping yeah. what you so over and over again, so mm-hmm. it's not necessarily you did it, mm-hmm. but your grandma did it. Right. And nobody between you and your grandma decided <laughs> to go off course. Exactly. And so, therefore, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> or a story. You, right. You, grandma told you a story, and you now how you go through life exactly. is based off based off of that. So, I think I definitely do um, believe in that. And to Danielle's point, I don't know if y'all know Candace Bimbo. She wrote, um, what what what's the name of her book? I have to find it, but um, I listened to something she was on during the pandemic, and she was talking about soul ties and how she mm-hmm. doesn't believe mm-hmm. in soul ties. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's a really interesting because I've always assumed soul ties kind of was a, a thing. And mm-hmm. she she said the reason why she didn't believe in soul ties is because you're basically saying, you told me that nothing is too hard for God, but now you're saying that in the event that I have sex with someone, he, he can't. Release that soul tie, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, mm-hmm. "Well, well, you got a door point." I always felt, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always kind of felt like it was a fear tactic anyway, but it was one that I kind of understood or I kind of bought into. But like as an adult, and I guess it's how she sees it. Like she's like mastered in theology, so she's not basing it totally on how she was raised or mm-hmm. church hurt. Like you know, she mm-hmm. is knowledgeable in the history of everything. Um, but I was like, "Dang, that is so true." Either God can. Or he, or he can't. can't. Mm-hmm. Now, which one he is Right, he's not mm-hmm. fickle. You're either saying he is who he is or he's not. Either he tell the truth or he lying. Like, you have Tell to, me. Which one Which is one it? is it? And I'm like, dang. And that is one of, and you know, kind of steering off. But, like, I feel like a lot of our generation is getting away from religion, period. Not just mm-hmm. Christianity, but religion, period. Right. Is because of the things we were taught. Of the course. The stories we were told. Which but that is all the stories. Right. Say yeah. the word again. It's the yep. stories we were yep. told. Yep. We yep. weren't taught Keyword. about like relationship. And that's part of this generational stuff that we're talking about. We might not even even experience sex yet. You know what I'm saying? And we're right. talking about and believing in right. soul ties. You know what I mean? And so um, even just the stories that you hear um, will cause you to walk life differently. Exactly. So that's, I love that's that. Uh, I'm glad Danielle brought that Stories up. Stories is the top word mm-hmm. for tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. That's a good. That's yeah. a good point. We'll we'll point it out every time we every run time. across it. <laughs> every time. <laughs> okay, so um, 
Also, wanted to go ahead and ask, uh, or kind of cover. So we already asked if we all believed in the generational curse. So we wanted to talk about generational curse and generational trauma. So um, interracial, excuse me, intergenerational trauma occurs when the effects of trauma are passed down between generations. A family curse or intergenerational trauma often has its roots in generations of false beliefs, i.e. stories, (laughs) (laughs) damaging self-esteem, destructive behavioral patterns, untreated or poorly treated mental health challenges or incorrect assumptions, um, such as domestic violence, alcohol and drug addiction, child abuse and neglect. So those are just kind of like a part of like the generational trauma and it and as we kind of go into it you'll see that it's almost one in the same basically you can review or view generational curses and generational trauma as the same mm-hmm. because as we were talking about those consequences those generational consequences are you know what where uh, the generational trauma comes from I agree. And before I forget, I just looked it up. Um, Candace Bimbo's book is called Red Lip Theology for Church Girls Who've Considered Tithing to the Beauty Supply Store When Sunday Morning Wasn't Enough. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I I'm planning it. to buy that book. And, I, and I, don't, I don't know what she calls it, but I'll say her brand is called Red Lip Theology. So oh, cool. she, um, Love it. you know, if you're teetering and tottering between kind of how you <laughs> feel about your religion, I feel like she is definitely somebody that you could listen to for you to make your own decisions because she's kind of our generation and mm-hmm. she has the base, like, scholarly knowledge. And mm-hmm. so you don't feel like somebody's trying to push a message on you. But I just wanted to call out what the name of that book was. Go buy it. Black Women Support. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. But something in. that you said, Nadia, too, really made me think about the interchangeability between a generational curse and mm-hmm. intergenerational trauma. And when we were kind of reading through it and looking at stuff, I always feel like a generational curse to me is something that you do. Like you continually, like everybody in your family does this. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. And intergenerational trauma, the way I process it seems more like a mental thing, like fear, almost like maybe. Right. Uh, your grandma used to get beat. Something and so now your mama stars. is like scared and feels yeah. like she's always going to get beat. And the way she raised you gives you that fear. And that type of thing is kind of, right. I don't know that that's fact, but that's kind of how, <laughs> how, you view how I view the difference that, that the curse is something of repeated action while intergenerational trauma seems more of um, like a mental or a behavior yeah. thought process type situation that is passed on. I gotcha. What are you thinking, Danielle? I'm thinking you think they're that, kind of the same or Yes. Because a curse is a, has a negative connotation anyway. It's yeah, it's a bad thing. Definitely. Right. So what I how I look at it is like the curse, um, or basically the trauma is the result of the curse. Oh. Yes. That's I how felt I the look same at way it. when I was when yeah. I was reading it. Um the trauma is definitely yeah the the backlash right of it right mm-hmm. I, which which is why I think we said that they are they can be interchangeable mm-hmm. because, right because it's like one in the same it's like if you do because a part of this brings or ties into the trauma that you're gonna have mm-hmm. in regards to it I know when they talked about like um the alcohol and drug addiction yeah. mm-hmm. or like the the abuse portion mm-hmm. that makes perfect sense because it's 
it's nothing but trauma filled. It's right. coping like, mechanisms it, yeah. for the trauma that so they're. I like, yes, hmm. I was like that. That was good that they gave the certain mm-hmm. examples because then that's what you hear about when people be like. Oh, but, and that's why they are interchangeable when you think about it. When, cause people will be like, oh, that we, we have a generational curse. So-and-so was addicted to drugs. His mama was mm-hmm. addicted to drugs. Mm-hmm. He going to be addicted yeah. to drugs. <laughs> <laughs> He might be on that stuff because he acting the same way Uncle Joe was. And you know his daddy. <laughs> and his daddy before his daddy. And his brother. So you you never you, you never, never know. know. <laughs> but you ain't heard that from me. <laughs> so um we were talking about different types of um of uh, generational curses. You kind of touched on it earlier, Michelle. But so we have like the um, general ones, like unhealthy relationships, uh, financial hardship, living the same life as your parents based on the stories that you were told Mm -hmm. and taught. Um, But there's also destructive behaviors and faulty mindsets. Mm -hmm. Similar to sinful patterns, destructive behaviors can be passed through the family line. You can often see cycles of harmful tendencies going from one generation to the next. Suicidal inclinations and self-harm can go from one pa- from parents to children. Abuse of all kinds can end up passing through a family line for generations. Addictions to alcohol and drugs can run in the family. Patterns of marital breakdown and divorce can be traced through a lineage as well. And then there's physical and mental sicknesses. One of the first... Uh, things that doctors do is check into your family's medical history, right? They do that every mm-hmm. time you go to the doctor. They, do. uh, they know that certain types of diseases have a tendency to pass through the family line. But what they may not recognize is that this pattern can actually be a spiritual problem, hmm. not just in a genetic one, which I really <laughs> believe in, actually. While not every sickness is the result of a curse, sickness, disease, and mental treatment. So... Do you know of any um, generational curses or trauma in your family that you are aware of, Michelle? Um, you know, (laughs) you know, on both sides of my family, they like to hit the bottle from my understanding Uh (laughs) and some of from what I've seen. And I know like. Like my mom is told, especially in college, because when I tell you I used to drink in college. Toss them back. <laughs> and, like, I, I distinctly remember my mom, like, mentioning, like, you might want to slow down, you know. And, like, yeah. now, of course, in, in sober mind, it won't. Like, I was like, Mom, girl, I'm out. And she was like, you know your Uncle Joe. <laughs> it wasn't like that, but I've heard her mention it or mention yeah. somebody on my, on my dad's side. And so, but for that reason, to the point of you hearing stories, mm-hmm. um, I really don't get, like, you know, in college you hear about blackout drunk. I don't remember what happened last night. Like, I would never drink to the point that I don't remember where something happened because yeah. I feel like that's when I would hit my alcoholic line. I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever get here, I'm going to be an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> so I never, ever got to that point. And it's based off of, you know, stories that I've heard from on, on both sides about people struggling uh, with alcohol. Because I'm like, if I ever, you know, as, as many of these drugs out here that we, we know about that are, you know, illegal that don't do harm like alcohol is in your grocery store and it kills people at a alcohol is one of not gonna say few but one of the top addictions that people die when they withdraw from it like Mm -hmm. that's how big of a deal alcohol is and so 
I definitely tried to, you know, stop my little line. Um, and then one, the, another thing that I don't think really became a generational curse per se, but I know like we, we talked about on our Mother's Day episode, like my mom had her kids young and I really did not want that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, it just always seemed like, even though I never felt like I saw her struggling real bad or anything like that, it just seemed like that's kind of one of those things that could be carried on, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I know how she had, you know, going back to school and having to take care of her kids. Like, there's things that I saw, and as I got older, I was like, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't trying to do that there. <laughs> I, yeah. don't, I don't want that. And so I guess to my, I'm like, I'm going to stop this curse, or I'm not going to allow it to become, you know, a curse, I guess. Yeah. Um, but that the alcohol one is one that I know that I've heard, you know, from multiple family members. And my mom's always told me to watch my my drinking. <laughs> and drinking. I didn't, Mom, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nadia? Um, I would say uh, generational trauma, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and to your point, um, not, necess- not that it was necessary alcohol, But addiction runs Mm -hmm. in my family. So, um, truth be told, it took me, like, a long time. Like, when I was in high school, I called myself trying to drink. Like, be grown a little bit. (laughs) But, um, and I did it, like, a time or two. But it was never nothing, you know. Um, And then when I got older, I would not drink. Mm -hmm. I did not drink at all. And it was more so because I feared Mm -hmm. the generational trauma or generational curse. Because so, so many... Uh, members of my family was like addicted mm-hmm. rather it was to drugs alcohol like just addiction was just at an all-time high okay yeah. mm-hmm. like, <laughs> so I, I think I was so scared to like almost experience mm-hmm. like I wouldn't even drink wine y'all mm-hmm. know how much I like wine now yes okay <laughs> I love it it's a pure joy for me but I wouldn't I wouldn't touch it mm-hmm. I mean I, w- I actually didn't start drinking until a couple of years ago like really? just recently, wow. seriously, I didn't. I didn't start drinking until a couple of years ago. I would say, maybe about a good three years ago, uh-huh. four years ago, maybe. COVID. Yeah, about four years ago, mm-hmm. I started drinking. Okay. Like before that, mm-mm. now y'all see me. I toss back a lemon drop shot. <laughs> Love yeah, it. you will. Yes, I will. That is my drink. Um, but yeah, definitely um, addiction, and um, you know, if they say sickness or whatever the case is, like a lot of my family has had cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of my family has had cancer. A couple of have a couple of people has died from cancer. But um, but I also am a firm believer, like not to get religious, but you know, God can overpower all of that. So yeah. you know. Oh, 20 people could have it. Don't mean it's coming my way. So. Right. Yeah. And not only God, but you. You know and what I mean? Me. Like, when because you decide you want to stop, and that's you will. What I was, and, 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 even, and even that, exactly. Not stopping or going like, to changing behaviors. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Choosing something you, different. Exactly. And I feel like that's where it comes from, too, is wisdom, ultimately, at the end of the day, to make different conscious efforts to make whatever changes it needs, rather it's a change in diet or a change in... Perhaps I shouldn't drink 10 lemon drop shots, maybe five. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Something That's along funny. the lines of that. But, yeah. What about you, Dan? Well, I'm going to tell a story. Story, story time. time. I love it when Michelle does that. Um, so when I was found out I was pregnant, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, shortly after it became clear I was going to be a single mom, mm-hmm. and I was crying to my mom on the phone, and she said to me, Danielle, 
you're going to be fine. We come from a long line of strong black women who took care of their kids on their own. You have a lineage of strong black women in our family. But you do start crying harder. (laughs) (laughs) So I was, I know she said it. Her intention Mm -hmm. was to make me feel better. Right. Right. But I was so upset. I did start crying yeah, more. Like rea- more. It was like a different reality right. than what you it were hoping. Like, right, it was like, what are you talking about? To me, that was sad. And so to me, it was uh, like heartbreaking to yeah. hear that. Um, but I, so I think that was a generational, you know, quote unquote curse. Um, but yeah, it's the unsuccessful, unhealthy relationships. Yeah. Um, part of it. That's a good one. I think that that runs too in my family mm-hmm. where a lot of women and and you know you say it cuz you I, I think your mom in her defense it was like she said it to show yeah. you like yeah, she wanted to, be to empower me to tell yeah. me yeah. power is yeah. the word I was yeah. looking for but she did, she but she didn't, yeah but she didn't realize <laughs> <laughs> She didn't realize, like, mom. (laughs) I was like, mom, do you know what that means? Right. It's like there's no hope for me. That's (laughs) what it makes me realize. There's no hope. We're going to keep doing that. Means my daughter's going to be, you know, like, no, I don't believe. And because my faith in God, Mm -hmm. I don't believe in that. You know what I'm saying? I don't believe it's okay for these women in our family to be raising these children on our own. We need to nip this in the bud. Let me go ahead and. (laughs) We need to nip this in the bud. still on um Ooh, I think. Oh, or you can find boy. them on YouTube. I watch them. Um, I watch them often. Danielle, you also I think mm. both of you got something you said that it really made me think of is that I, um especially in the way that we're talking and some of the things that we read, we talk about families and mm-hmm. the generational curses and intergenerational trauma. But I definitely feel like it can go through society. Like if you've always grown up in the projects, your mom was in the projects, mm-hmm. your grandma's in the projects, mm-hmm. you're gonna feel like mm-hmm. the only thing out there for, for you, you is, is the, the project is the yeah. projects or even if you realize there are things out there for you because you saw people surviving in the projects then you're okay with surviving, with surviving in uh the project so that's so much of our environment mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of also structures how we decide to 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 go through life and then that continuously gets of course passed, you know t- passed down um I, that's it makes you think, though, like, what am I supposed to do about that? I guess for your own self, it's a it's, yeah. it's easy. I guess you just attempt to change your trajectory. And, and, and expanding your thinking, though. Yes. Like, yes. being That's able to see beyond what, what you see now. And right. what you've seen from other exactly. people, from the, your people you respect usually. Is that, and that's the part right there. You said it. You hit the, what they say, hit the nail on the head. Okay, I said it. <laughs> 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 oh, got it right. <laughs> got it right. But, um, I mean, that's perfect because it's uh, you look up to, to certain people, right? Mm-hmm. So if I see certain people where I feel like like they, they, they're on it or they've succeeded or have, in my mind of what I view as successful, right, mm-hmm. I'm... It's probably a stop right there for me. Or if I could just make it like to where Mr. Jenkins made it to, mm-hmm. I'm I'm good. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? But seeing beyond what your eyes is allowing you to see at the moment or what you have seen your whole entire life and knowing that there is is so much more out there. And that and that just and that boils down to so much like just everything in a whole you know, in its entirety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is very that's very exciting. Yeah, that's very true too, because like my sister's husband ex-husband um 
he grew up in Compton. Mm-hmm. So all his family from Compton, they all know how to work the system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you know what I mean. What's their name? <laughs> I mean, hey, that's his brother-in-law. <laughs> I got a couple questions. His mom, his mom was a hustler. He's right. a hustler. His brother's a hustler. You know, a couple of his brothers died, you know, mm-hmm, from, mm-hmm. you know, hustling, you know, that gang life, whatever. You know, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> For the record. For the record. Just so we're clear. Right. Don't want to lead you guys. Right. (laughs) But it's like when my my sister would, you know, complain about him to my parents, Mm -hmm. my parents would be like, well, he had... He has nowhere else to do, you know, get do better from. Like this is all he sees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to do better because this is his environment, like you were saying, Michelle. And and then that's where I agree with you, Nadia. You have to kind of see beyond your current, which is all of us. We can yeah. all see beyond our current situation. Exactly. Um, and in order to do better. So yeah. it's just like poverty, mm-hmm. right? I, I know a couple of people like just have the biggest poverty mentality, right? Yeah. And it stresses me out because I'm like, what the entire fuck? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, is this like, are you comfortable with this? And it's because like, so I know a girl, right? Story <laughs> time. <laughs> so I know a girl. She her her mother was like on like any financial assistance, mm-hmm. what like. Her whole entire life, right? Mm-hmm. Like from the time she was a baby to she's an adult. And her mother is still on, mm-hmm. like, They know whatever. how to work the system, okay? Know how to work you. it. Her mama before that, I think, was still, like, on shaky ground like that, mm-hmm. right? So here she is, tr- like, growing up, and she had children young. You know what I mean? And she, she's been on the system. Mm-hmm. And I remember what I could always appreciate. I remember her having a conversation to me and said, she was like, Nadia, how did you get to where you are? Mm-hmm. Right? And I was like, well, what do you mean? You know? She was like, you got a house. And, you know, this is before I sold my house. You got a house. You got this. And I, just how did you get there? And I'm like, come and sit down and talk to me. I'll be, <laughs> let's, talk. let's talk. Because I'm, I'm more than happy to share with you. Because it, 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 like, made me feel good because I was like, oh, she sees something outside of just what she's seen her right. whole entire life. She right. knows, like, and sometimes, like you said, environment is key. Yeah. Because she start coming around my house and mm-hmm. she starts seeing certain stuff. And it was like, it was. It was like a click she in her mind. To see like it's possible. Yeah, like yeah. oh yeah. shit. Right. And I and my story is my story. Like I it's not that when I had kids young, right? Mm-hmm. Now my mom was never on like financial assistance or whatever the case is, but I had kids young. I was out here by myself. I, I did financial assistance. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I did it, but I did it for when I did it, I had in mind. I'm only doing it for this period of right. time. Mm-hmm. I right. never got on financial assistance to be able to say, oh, I'm about to draw this, you know, milk the cow. <laughs> you know? I was like, I'm on it for a certain period of time and, and then I'm off of it. Because right. you, you need it as a stepping stone and right. as a stepping mm-hmm. stone only. So yep. that's where you have to, like we said, change your mindset because she saw her whole family like go through it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that was their norm, like living in Section 8 houses. Mm-hmm. It just was a mess. It was By the way, those section eights are nice sometimes. Okay. Well, not the one she was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you know how to work, you have you a nice place. But I see the intrigue. Right. <laughs> yeah, I said, look, I ain't saying I'm gonna do it all. I'm saying I understand why. <laughs> that is, that is funny. Something you said made me think too. Like even on the other side of it, like maybe super wealthy people sometimes they put undue pressure on them maybe from sometimes people 
see the struggle, see uh-huh. their parents struggle. They're like, I'll never do that. And they do whatever they take to get at the top. Mm-hmm. And then uh-huh. they pressure their children who did not grow up the same way they did. Yeah. You already got to the top. Now you're, you're giving your kids the best you have. Exactly. And you want to them, you know, ha- make sure they have that hustle mentality like you do. And they get anxious and, you know, all kinds of things. Like yeah. sometimes your happiness is wrapped up in your parents' <laughs> trauma. Exactly. <laughs> Which is causing you that generational, intergenerational trauma because they didn't deal with it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They didn't deal with it. They don't know how to deal with it. They don't recognize it's a thing that needs to be dealt with. Okay. <laughs> get, get that word. Okay. <laughs> and then here it's just spewing down. And if you don't recognize it and you don't get help with it, it's going to spew down to your children. So in hopes that we do not ourselves or you listening continue to live in or pass on generational curses or intergenerational trauma, we want to give you a couple of things you can do to help you on your path to happiness. I like that. Well put, Michelle. Mm -hmm. So one thing is you can practice mindfulness, right? One of the best practices everyone should incorporate into your daily routine is mindfulness. So mindfulness can come from anything that makes you feel good and gives you a few minutes to reflect and relax. And we talked about that on our stress um, Mm -hmm. episode I don't care taking a walk, like mindfulness. What do they always say? A peace of mind goes a long way. Mm-hmm. If I rather have a peace of mind than all the money in the world, because if I got all the money in the world and I ain't got a peace of mind, that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely practice mindfulness. Um, also, therapy, right? Mm-hmm. We always talk about therapy. It is so important that you could, um, you know, to get therapy if you need to, like practicing. Uh, mindfulness is important and all, but if you need therapy, get yeah. therapy. It's <laughs> not a, ain't no problem. Just go ahead and get it. And you, I'm telling you, you'll find yourself in a world of difference because mm-hmm. they can help you out with um, the tools and stuff that you need that you may not know of. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And since they're professionals, let them be the professional. Right. You know. Um, Another thing you can do is learn about your cultural heritage. Mm -hmm. Um, Learning about your roots and the struggles of previous generations can provide some insight and answers on all the roots of your transgenerational trauma. Through, um, Though learning about your history may not in itself solve anything, the added perspective can help you understand better where some of the pain comes from, and you can open the door for more information. to be more informed and have conversations with your family. So Mm -hmm. definitely want to learn about your cultural heritage and then have those candid conversations with your loved ones, just ultimately opening up with them um, and being open and honest. Like I think a lot of problems that we have is that we don't think that we can have those open conversations, but sometimes, you know, you get worried or scared of how someone is going to feel, but Try opening up. I feel I always believe that there is a way that you can have a conversation. It's mm-hmm. about it's all about how you position the conversation. It's all about your tone in the conversation because you could deliver some shit to somebody and make it sweet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but as long as you're getting your p- point across, but you want to definitely make sure you're having those open conversations. I feel like those will go a long way. I think that one too might be one of the harder ones to have when we're talking about generational trauma because your parent might not realize, (laughs) you know, their own trauma and how that affected you and 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 how you don't want to be silent about it. Because sometimes it's like calling out. I remember I had a conversation with my mom and I was like, I really feel like you were way 
harder on me and my sister than you were the boys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because of that, I'm extremely hard on Elijah mm-hmm. and extremely lenient on Naomi. Mm-hmm. And it's not right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not telling her she's not right. I'm telling right. her what I'm doing is not right. And I think this is why, right. you know, I do it. And so we had talked about in Mother's Day episode, I think, and maybe even one before that. Like, I've always been able to have open conversations with my mom. But when you're t- family member, <laughs> you right. don't have that type. Telling them that, you know, I feel like how you raised us is causing me problems in how I'm raising right. my, mm-hmm. how I'm raising my kid. That's not an easy conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm so thankful she didn't take it no type mm-hmm. of way. You know what I mean? Because I don't feel a type of way about it. It's just something that I noticed because I'm like, Elijah, you got to do this. You got to do this. Right. Naomi tell me she too tired to make her bed. The bed just ain't going to be made. Okay? <laughs> I just ain't fighting with her. Elijah right. tell me he forgot to make his bed. I'm looking at him like he crazy. Right. That's, and it's it's going to cause them issues. Right. But, you know, I recognize that I'm going to go get some therapy while I'm telling y'all to go get some because <laughs> 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 I don't need to be passed on these so my so Elijah gonna get older and be like my mama used to be on me I'm gonna let my son be out here exactly. riding, riding around and getting it. it I don't want that <laughs> or he's gonna be hard on his woman you know like uh, yeah like relationship mm, he's not maybe he won't take in you know yeah. when somebody's trying to tell him what's best for him because yeah. all he can think about He'll is rebel. how yeah yeah but it's true as far as like like you said you were able to have that conversation and you're thankful about it. Sometimes you know, I, I mean, I feel like a lot of times when you go have certain conversations, you know your audience, right? Mm-hmm. And by knowing your audience, just try to sweeten it up a little bit because yeah. that, I'm talking about the initial conversation, mm-hmm. right? Because I could, we could just be having an amazing time. That's the perfect time to get in that. Don't have it when you pissed off. One thing I always tell people is don't talk about shit when you're mad. Mm-hmm. You can't get your point across. Mm-mm. You don't have a way to get your point across because now I feel like you're only saying it because you pissed off, not because of, you know, whatever. I know it'll be some sort of underlying issue, um, real issue in mm-hmm. there, but you can't, you're not going to be able to get it to me. But mm-hmm. if we're having a good kiki moment, right, <laughs> and having a, a gay old time and you say, you know what, I did want to talk to you about something, and then you lead with, you don't have to be like, well, because you did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel like it's always a way to position a conversation to to naturally get it to come out and to be able to say what you mean and mean what you say in a decent way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And even if you just acknowledging it, even if you try to have that conversation and it goes bad <laughs> or you can't seem to bring yourself to have the conversation, I think noticing it can stop generational trauma. Like I'm noticing <laughs> that mm-hmm. that happened and I'm realizing why it happened and now I can make the adjustment so that that type of thinking or that way of feeling is not passed on to my children. So sometimes it's not about the other person. Sometimes it's not it's about not. your closure on some, that you with that person because you everything. might not get it. But if you can recognize where it comes from, it just makes your path to healing or the different path that strays away from that trauma, those consequences, mm-hmm. those curses, to be a little bit easier. I love that. Or write a letter. That's right? another you, good one. You feel like people always feel like they got to get their point across vocally. Write a letter, because if I write a letter, I spewed everything how I feel in the letter, and I can tell you, hey, I wrote this letter from my heart. If you a letter, not me. a text. It, not a text, please. Maybe even an email, but a not email, a text. Not a text, a letter. <laughs> Genuinely sit down, put that pen to pad, and write the letter from your heart. That's a good That's a good one, Nadia. Anything else we want to add about the topic or resources or how we handle or how we are handling and trying to strike up our own paths? I definitely want to hear from you guys about your generational curses or generational trauma. Do you believe in it? Do you not believe in it? Um, Or if you guys have some more insightful information that you want to provide us with that you feel like we didn't necessarily Mm -hmm. cover, feel free to to post it 
um, under our page. Um, send us. You can send us something on IG as well. We want. We love to hear you guys' thoughts about um, any topic that we have. Love to hear your stories. Danielle, did you want to add anything? I just want to say that at the end of the day, you are in control of your own future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there comes a time where you can't blame your parents. You can't blame anything um, on anybody else. And it's for you to really um, focus on your own growth and development and um, take responsibility for it and and. That was a Do good note to end on because it was a accountability. Great note. Yes, I think accountability. You, Thank you. That's the word. Accountability <laughs> is how you stop generational That's curses exactly or right. the trauma. Because if you don't have any accountability to go Period. onto a new path, you mm-hmm. won't. Period. I love. I, I yell at the kids. Yes. Be accountable. Take ownership for what you did. Exactly. Once you take ownership, what you did. Then you can move forward. You can't move forward without taking ownership because if you don't take ownership, you feel like you done no wrong. If right. you feel like you done no wrong, right. can't help you. And <laughs> even on that point, like even if your parents were the wrong one or your grandparents were yeah. the wrong one, it's your time now. Right. <laughs> Come on, the time is now. <laughs> the time is now. <laughs> so if you choose not to take accountability and move forward, then now you're just becoming a part of problem. You can't exactly. be like, well, my mama did. Right. I know people in their forties, but still talking about I'm about this way because my parents. I'm no. like. Oh my gosh. You know, I, I might can't. be opening up a can of worms, but this is the one I can't. This is the thing I got in the face. This is the last Facebook argument I got in, y'all. <laughs> the last Facebook argument I got in was a guy um put up there something about like single moms like keeping their kids away from the dads or something like that. And then y'all wonder why, you know, we ain't grow with dads and y'all doing blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I'm just wondering, just wondering, <laughs> just curious. <laughs> Why are we blaming the single mother? Mm-hmm. You know, the father likely made her a single mother. It probably wasn't something she chose to do for fun. Correct. <laughs> just not a sport. Just FYI. Right. For your, I don't think anyone would no, choose to be. I, I mean, some women yeah. do. They want to have children they just on their have own. They want to have the babies. But, right. right. Why are you blaming her mm-hmm. for the dad's behavior? Mm-hmm. Not only the dad of her child. Right. But also the dad of his child. Like, I didn't tell his daddy to leave him. I didn't. Not my concern, really. Didn't know his daddy. He didn't know his daddy, so how was I supposed to know his daddy? But we're we were late twenties. Right. I was like, time is over for you blaming your dad because mm-hmm. number one, at this point, you're not gonna find him. I'm assuming. Right. You say you don't know him. You know what I mean? It's you can't blame him anymore. Mm-hmm. Now you just have to take action on yourself. You have acknowledged that your behaviors mm-hmm. and the way you feel and how you choose to parent or how you choose not to parent is a result of how you were treated when you were young. You grown now. You grown. You grown now. Yeah. You, you grown now. We've sat in right. the disappointment. We've sat in. I don't know how to be a dad. I don't know how to be a stand up man. I've never seen it. We've sat in it. Mm-hmm. We've loved you through it. Mm-hmm. We patted your back. Right. We done 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 it all. Done done it all. Done done, done, done it, it all. all. And now it's time for you to do your part. You do have to part. acknowledge it, which you did. Right. <laughs> right. You, you did. You actually it. still hanging on to it. But you're not now taking accountability for your actions. Accountability is going to therapy. Hey, my dad wasn't there, and now I'm finding it hard to be there for my child. Exactly. Right. right. That's you acknowledging it, is it right. not? That's. A lot of times it's all we asking for because once you do acknowledge it, most men, most women, most grown adults want change behavior. That's exactly. right. So that's really is, you know, yeah. the first step. Acknowledgement. What a word. What accountability. A word. 
in therapy. Accountability, <laughs> ownership, and therapy. It's not, do we're not better. saying it, do, it doesn't impact you. We're just saying, like you said, acknowledge it. Yes, it definitely better. impacts. That's the whole. That was the whole episode. How everything that we might not have done, might not have been around for, has impacted us. But we gave you so many resources. We have to get your life together. Go back and to start I'm working definitely on taking it. advantage of some of those resources. Okay, that some mindfulness one is really, really good. Yeah, <laughs> I like that practice mindfulness in every in every day because it really will bring you back to focus. Mm-hmm. We don't of realize course. how far and how much our brain is cycling through continuously everything. It's hard for us to stay in the present and be mindful. In the present, right? Not not past. Right, right. Because when shit happens, shit happens, right? Yeah, right. It's we gotta be in the present. So I gotta I gotta practice that mindfulness. That's so 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 key. That was good, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so before we go, we are going to go into our girl boss segment. And this week, we have Shantae Johnson of Gaudy Glitz. She is originally from Flint, Michigan, but currently resides in North Carolina. She started her business, Gaudy Glitz LLC, in September 2020, selling jewelry and accessories. She feels that standout pieces of jewelry and accessories add personality to anyone's style. She was inspired to sell over-the-top jewelry because of her grandmother, Gloria, who had a huge collection of jewelry that she would always admire when she was a little girl. Her grandmother has a gaudy sense of style, and she loves everything about it. Her grandmother currently has dementia, but is still a diva who she loves dearly. Mm. She's working on expanding and growing her business. One of the ways she's doing that is she does vendor events throughout the Triangle area. She's currently working on gaining more clients while maintaining her career working for the Department of Public Safety. She's also um, in graduate school at the University of Phoenix, and her plan is to have multiple businesses so that she can have many options for her future. Come on, girl Shout out to Shantae Johnson of Gaudy Glitz. She is on um, Instagram at Shop Gaudy Glitz, if I'm not mistaken. But, of course, we will tag her. So you make sure you go and follow her page and support and buy. She got, like, these big earrings. I'm a big earring person. Mm -hmm. Like, I love me a good big earring. So she has a lot of that. Like, she has some really cute stuff. So make sure you guys go check her out and shop with our girl boss this week, Shantae Johnson of Gaudy Glitz. Come on, Gaudy Glitz. Well, we want to thank you guys, as always, for tuning in to definition of a woman there's levels to this shit and please remember to follow the podcast on all of our social media pages ig facebook and youtube make sure that you rate the podcast all five stars wherever you are listening to this at and we will talk to you next time peace and love Bye. say it like this if you can tell me what to do then you can tell me what to do but if you can't tell me what to do you can't tell me what to do